You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Tay and Todd Washington Commanders Podcast. And Todd, we are finished with the draft, our first draft as Commanders fans, yeah. inaugural, first time. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that the mock draft's over. I don't want to see another mock draft until next year around this time. But um, all in all, I like what we got, added some key pieces. How are you feeling? So you're saying it's too early to do a 2023 mock draft? Yes. Yes. So if I had done one, you would judge me? Not quite, but... <laughs> okay. We don't have to talk about that. Tay, it's like you want the draft to happen, but then when it happens, you're excited about the fact that it happened, but then it's like, oh man, it's over. What do, uh, what do we talk about now? I guess we talk about the players we drafted. But I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, it was a reminder in not being so quick to react right and waiting for the full picture before reacting because after you know well we you know after pick 16 there's a lot of reactions after pick 47 there was a lot of reactions mm-hmm. and so on and so forth when you look at the draft class as a whole you know i like it i like it I, I don't know that i love it but i do like it so i am feeling good and i i i feel like they they have three or four guys that should be contributing day one, whether or not they become good, great long-term players here remains to be seen, but players that will be on the field at positions where you need, uh, I guess, depth, well, not even really depth, but, you know, uh, production or depth. Uh, so I, I feel good about that. How do you feel? Yeah, overall, all in all, I, I really like the draft. Uh, I really like the draft class. Um, I would even say more so than I did last year's draft class. Um, I think, I don't know what their mindset was this year, but it seemed to me that they they reached around before the person was supposed to pick, 
supposed to be picked in order to make sure they got the guy they wanted. Mm -hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, even with uh, you know, with Mathis, the right. second pick, he probably would have been there in the third round. But there's no. There, I mean, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, you, so, yeah. So my thing is, if they hit on every single pick and they fit those schemes, I mean, is it really reaching? So no. I would just tell people to hold their judgments as far as the the reaching and and their just I mean we're still trying to judge last year's draft class so right I mean we're, it doesn't happen uh, overnight and but I do like the quality of guys most seniors I think uh, they are and, mostly seniors yeah a couple juniors so it seems like Ron has a plan and he wants guys that are going to contribute right away I know you you uh, tweeted out that the, the plus thing the plus with this regime is that they like to let their rookies play early and all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the exception of Jamin Davis, because he just wasn't ready. <laughs> right. But um, I'm feeling good. I, I really like the draft class, and I'm excited to see. It seemed like they got tough football players, and that's I'm always excited when that when I see that. Yeah, so I guess now we can just kind of go pick by pick, give some thoughts, maybe not our full thoughts, but just some quick thoughts um, on how we felt when the player was picked, about the player now. Any any concerns? Anything we're excited about? So, um, I'll I'll start it off with Jahan Dotson and say honestly, Tay, the only real concern I have with Jahan Dotson is his three cone time. If you go mm -hmm. back, and I've done this, um, so you can if you go on like Pro Football Reference, it makes it pretty easy. But this was kind of something I I'd, I'd known, picked up. I don't remember exactly where, but I picked it up. But uh, you don't see a lot of really good wide receivers with three cone times in the seven twos he was a seven two five three cone now he's you know he's he's a good route runner he's got solid releases um but cole turner the tight end we drafted ran a better three cone even hodges the tight end they signed as the undrafted free agent uh ran a better three cone so maybe it was just a bad rep for him but if you go back and look there's not a lot of guys that that ran at, at that time that became good and then you've got the ones who just didn't run it and became good so maybe you know right. But that's my really that's really my only concern. Other than that, he's he is not a slot receiver. He's a boundary receiver who can move inside and out. And I like what he brings after the catch. That compared to Chris Olave is better, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, he's the Penn State Olave. He's the Penn State Olave. And looking back on what they got along with him, I like the pick. What about you? Yeah, uh, originally, I mean, we were so fixated on. Uh, the top four. You think of Jameson, Jameson Williams, think of Chris Olave, you think of um, Drake London, who I really believe they wanted. Right. They were going to pick, they were going to pick at 11. And then you thought of the other guy I think they wanted was, you know, um, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. But honestly, truth be told, it doesn't seem like they loved Olave. Yeah. Because um, if they did, they would have picked him. Right. I think they really like Dotson. I'm not going to say they like him better. Or I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the logistics of all that. However, I do think they liked him a lot, and um, I'm 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 coming around to the pick. He has speed, mm. build up speed. Yeah, where uh, he's a track star. Track. I was going to say, track yeah, star, and that stuff matters. And you can see, you say, hey, man, he ran a four four. It doesn't look like it at all. This yeah, man, I mean, some of these plays when he gets to the next level, he's just like like gone. Like it, it looks four three. And in fact, I think he was clocked at four three in some. Uh, at Penn State, I think pro day or something. Pro day, or yeah, something. something. Yeah, uh huh. So, um, I like the fact that he carries a football around. Yeah, uh, I made a joke that you know you always knew who was serious about in basketball when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. I always had basketball shorts underneath. His pants, yeah, <laughs> and he had a basketball in his hand. You knew right. he was about that work. So right, I just get a business mindset about him. I think For he sure. loves the game. 
And uh, actually, I think he might be the first jersey I might get as a for a player. Mm, okay, okay. White, the white dots jersey is something that's one. intrigued me. And, okay, uh, I just like his game. I, I like he's he's like I, I just I don't know. I think he has more potential than Terry. Um, if he can, um, I think he can just do more. Uh, yeah, double moves. Uh, yeah, from inside good point. End of rounds. Um, I just think he can be very versatile, and uh, I think he he won't have a hard time picking up the offense either. Yeah, and I think he'll he'll get burned from day one. I think he's your I think he's your Z. Mm-hmm. I think he's moving inside and out with Curtis Samuel. So uh, yeah, I, I I like that pick. I, I never hated that pick, yeah. um, but I do like it. And on the Chris Olave thing, Tay, I there's this talk about oh well they thought Olave would be there. I don't agree with that. Right. We'll never we may never know. Well, we may know someday, but. They have clearly drafted their guys regardless of, you know, where anyone else thinks they should go. If Olavi was their guy, I believe they are taking him. And then I believe maybe if he slid to 16, then they say, oh, well, this is even better. But I think they said, hey, we can take Olave or we can trade back and probably get Dotson. We'd rather trade back and get Dotson. If they really wanted Olave, they would have taken him. They wouldn't have said we can move back five spots and and for sure get him that that's not how these things go. So, all right. You had to remain. They had to remain coy on that, because even if they did like Dotson a lot, I mean, it seemed like the Packers wanted and the Cardinals, to yeah, the Cardinals, especially with right. this news dropping on DeAndre Hopkins, right? Right. Now. I would say D- Dotson was definitely going to be the guy to go to the Packers, the Cardinals, or the Chiefs, and be lighting it up as a rookie. Oh yeah. And everyone talked because you know you look at Drake London, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson. I think they're good players. I think they're all better prospects than Dotson. But you look at their, you know, where they are, and obviously mm-hmm. Wentz is no MVP, right. but. Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, you know. So um, I think Dotson's in a better situation than those guys. Right. Um, on to Federian Mathis. Now, this is the one that kind of made my jaw drop, Tate. N'Kobe Dean was sitting there, right? And I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, we got to be drafting N'Kobe Dean. I didn't know too much about the health thing, which we'll see. The Eagles think he's fine. Other teams think he's not. But I was just, you know, when you're expecting a name, mm-hmm. 100%, and then Federian Mathis. So this was the one that got me. Um I don't love the value. Also, I think we're looking at it in the context of, hey, a few months ago, your defensive line depth, your rotation was fine. And then suddenly became this priority where you had to take someone in the top 50. And I feel like that wasn't the plan coming to this offseason. I don't know you know, why Tim Settle wasn't resigned. As a whole, I don't love that. But I do think that you're banking on Federian Mathis being more than what Tim Settle was and being, you know, really more than what Ioannidis was. You want him to probably re- replace Deron Payne. Um, it didn't feel like a huge need to me to take in the top 50, but considering that he will play a good amount because they rotate their guys in and out, um, at the end of the day, if you're drafting good players, I can't complain. So, and then we, I see what they did afterwards and they added more weapons. So, I, I don't like I don't dislike it as much as I did, uh, but it's not my favorite pick. But you know we'll see. I know you're I know you're higher on him though, so definitely talk about yeah, it. This might be my uh, close to favorite, maybe wow. my okay favorite. okay. In a sense of it's a it's a subtle move. Um, yeah, you know I think you said it right there. His it's I, I view this spot the third defensive tackle as a mm. key spot. Yeah, for Ron Rivera's scheme. Uh, because they're going to get in and out. He's going to play a lot of snaps. I mean, whether you like it yeah, or not. Yeah, he will, for sure. He's going to play. And you couldn't really bounce Tim Settle and Ioannidis in with that 
it, it was just hard to do because mm-hmm. then you're leaving you're leaving Allen out and you're leaving Payne out and then you have Tim Settle and, and they weren't really producing. I mean they produced right. a little bit, but Tim Settle had a bad year. Uh you can you can say what you want. Matt Ionitis had a bad year. He did, he and did. For what they're paying them, why not? And you gotta also remember that they're not Ron Rivera guys. Ron Rivera is putting his culture in. He is, he is. I mean, I, apparently Ionitis was kind of butting heads and yeah. so that could be part of that. But go ahead. Yeah, so um, you know, and they're not Ron Ron Rivera didn't draft those guys. He's not entitled to keep those guys. And I agree yeah. John Allen is fits the Ron Rivera mode. Deron Payne, I believe, fits the Ron Rivera mode. And then you got this guy Mathis. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't the reason why I like it is because it's a it's an actual position. That third defensive tackle, he's gonna get snaps. Right, right. It's not really a backup position. Yeah, it's never it's really not. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I okay. think a lot of people look at it as, oh, he's a backup. Yeah, yeah. he's a backup. He's going to get about 50% snaps. Right. And well, that'll take us to our next pick where it's kind of the same thing. Before we move on to to Brian Robinson, uh, week one of the season last year, first drive of the game. Um, these aren't the D tackles. I Actually, I'm not sure exactly who rotated in that D tackle or not. But uh, third and 10, your edges were Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams, I right. think. Right. First drive of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, now I don't like that, Tay, right? I, in, th- in that situation, like, mm-hmm. especially at edge, Chase Young and Montez Sweat need to be out there on a critical third down of the first drive of the season, right? But that just speaks to how they are going to rotate right. guys and, but more so at defensive tackle than at defensive end. So, um, so yeah, it's not a backup, you know, position. It is, he is, even though he is the third defensive tackle, it's almost like being the third wide receiver. Right. 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 So mm-hmm. when I look at it that way, he, you know, nine sacks, I don't, you know, we'll see. I don't think he's going to, I know you made a prediction. I don't know if (laughs) you can talk about that if you want. I I said nine sacks for for him, but I'm going to say five plus. I'll give him him five plus just because of his motor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people can get sacks because not necessarily off a skill, but just because of how hard they work. Yeah. To me, he seems like a hard worker. Yeah. And he can, he can move. He's a hard worker, right? You said like Alabama and, um, um, he's he's more of a run stuffing guy who can get after the quarterback and you know we've heard them say we want to stop the run on the way the quarterback and all that sort of thing so all right i don't hate that also he could play every technique it seems like yeah he can play he could play one right he could play three because he's not the biggest guy you know he's like he's he can he he's big but he he's he's not so big that he can't move around and 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 run really so um yeah, I don't dislike that pick as much. Uh, you know, we'll see for sure I on that one. Visions of uh, Jarvis Jenkins, but um, when I when, I see, when, I, when you when you when you say that, it doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> I don't I don't like that. Um, which brings us to our next pick. When you said we talked about the third defensive tackle not be, really being a backup, Brian Robinson. Now this is me. I don't call it a hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take, whatever. But to me, Brian Robinson will not just be a short yardage back. To me, Brian Robinson will be the B to Gibson's A to start. And if the running game continues to lack explosiveness, if the fumbling continues, I think Brian Robinson is taking over your starting running back spot. He's not taking reps from McKissick. You know, he's he's, he's going to take reps from Gibson. And I don't really have a problem with that. But um, so, and then, you know, Gibson was a third-round pick. Robinson's a third-round pick. So, you know, I... I, I and Robinson is a, is a pure running back, right? So mm-hmm. I I think that we're going to see a decent amount of Brian Robinson earlier and not just on third and short and fourth and short. I think if if Gibson's getting 20 carries, I think Robinson's getting eight, you know, some, something like that. 
Mm-hmm. No, no. What, what, what do you think? Um, and I like the pick. I will say I like the pick. I wanted them to add a running back, so I like the yeah. pick. Yeah, I like this pick also. I know, and in a lot of mocks, we would. I said, man, this dude's a bruiser. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if we picked him or not. I don't know if we yeah, ever we, picked we him. Picked him in one of them. Okay, okay. I thought so. I thought so. And that was the only guy we kind of got right for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Dotson was not on our radar. Well, my my thing with Robinson is, you know, yeah, he may come in there for some third down, but I think he's just too good to to sit to sit. Um, I, potential I, is I real. Really believe that. Oh yeah. I mean, I just think that. Gibson, I'm not gonna say he's on a hot seat, but he is coming up on a contract year after this he's year. He's not on the cold seat. He's not on the cold <laughs> seat. Yeah. And, I mean, you you can't fumble. And and Brian Robinson has that that Bama attitude where he does he's not oh, coming in sure. to be no third down back. No, no, no. And he, he, he's coming in to take the starting spot. Right, you know? right. That that, that Alabama mean, mentality is different. Yeah, straight up. He, he reminds me. Of, I'm not gonna say he's as good, but he reminds me of a Nick Chubb mm, type okay. of back. Chubb has to wait. He's not. He's not bad. At pass catching, no, he no, he can catch. Football. He had 300 receiving yards, bro. He might be a all down, ba- a three down back, and 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 in pass protection, he's he's. I've I've seen good reps from the Senior Bowl. I've also heard it's something he needs to work on. But I guarantee you, whatever wherever the truth is, he's better than Antonio Gibson. Oh, yeah, he is <laughs> because he is. because of that mentality and that physicality. When you watch Antonio Gibson play, when you watch him in college, he ran physically. But when you watch mm-hmm. him in pass protection, he is not physical. And when you watch him in the league now, there's he's physical, yeah, but Brian Robinson's a different level of physical. Right. And I'll be honest with you, Tay. Brian Robinson ran a four five five. Now that's similar to what that's actually almost exactly what Derrick Henry ran. Now I'm not comparing mm-hmm. him to Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. but Derrick Henry pulls away from guys. Mm-hmm. It feels like Derrick Henry is faster than that. Yeah. I am not convinced that Antonio Gibson now is a four three guy anymore because he's mm-hmm. he's added some weight, clearly. And Maybe it's the injuries on top of that. I don't know. But I think his 40 time is closer to Robinson. But when I watch Robinson run with his 4.45, he looks faster than Gibson did last year. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. we haven't yeah. seen 4.3 speed from Gibson. I guess you could say on the screen in the Buffalo game. But so I I think that Robinson is going to uh, bring more explosiveness to the running game. Because if there's one thing we can all agree on, Tay, the running offense has not been explosive as long as Gibson has been the starting running back. And I know at first he's learning the position. Yeah, okay, great. Last year, he didn't take the step forward that I wanted. 1,000 yards in 17 games is 58 yards a game. So it sounds mm-hmm. good on paper, but he left a lot of yards out there, and his fumbles were killers. Mm-hmm. So his longest run of the season was 27 yards. And as long as that was called back because the penalty was 37. So let's not get carried away with that either. Mm-hmm. So so what do you think? Uh, just an early early take. Yeah. Um, you think Robinson, will, who do you think will lead the team in rushing? Just an early take. Man, um, mm, I'm going to go with the hot take and say Robinson, whether it's because of injuries or, or, or whatever else. I just I think Brian Robinson is going to just come in and he's going to press guys. And then when he gets his opportunities to play, I think he's going to just – look different like Tay when you watch other running backs in the NFL some of the good ones and some of they don't have to be great just like the great ones and then just some of the good ones then you go back and you watch Washington's running offense there's a clear difference there's a clear lack of explosiveness and burst to the hole uh Brian Robinson I think will bring you that I don't know what his ceiling is I don't know how dynamic he can be ultimately you know that's the question um is how dynamic he can be but I think at least he can be a, a good bruising running back for you for you know 
if nothing else, the four years you've got him under contract, right. because odds are you're not really going to pay. You'd have to be really dynamic to consider paying really any running back these days. But I like and the it, pick. Yeah, this is where it's going to get tricky. I mean, Gibson. I mean, he he, he six fumbles. He's going to have to figure something out this year. I mean, He's the one who needs to be holding that football that, Jahi da- that yeah. Jahan Dawson has. He, I need to see Gibson holding that football. He was holding his, his child, hold that child like a football. I just, the fumbling cannot, because t- after he fumbled so many times, he's still holding the ball loose. You didn't see a difference. And when Gibson would fumble, he would come back out, and multiple times he would, if he next play he's catching the ball, he's dropping it because he's in his head. So, and the Rob, thing with Gibson is they couldn't, they, they would put Patterson in, but they couldn't, Sit Gibson for a long amount no, of time. No, right? No, they couldn't him because they, at the end of the day they needed him. Right, exactly. That's not the case. Not anymore. If he fumbles, just... This man Robinson will finish. Yeah, the game. <laughs> exactly. Finish it to the point where next week it's like, uh, do we start uh, Robinson? Next exactly, week? exactly. And the great thing about Brian Robinson, and because you've got your change of pace back in JD McKissick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you look at like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're not really different styles. Like they are similar styles of running back. And I had so I understand wanting different styles. I I get that. That's fair. Um, but to me, Robinson is more of a bruiser than Gibson, and McKissick mm-hmm. is more of a change of pace than Gibson. Gibson's mm-hmm. in the middle. He's not really a change of pace, but he's not the bruiser, not at the level you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what Washington wants to do, I hope, at least what I want them to do on offense is to score points through the air, get ahead, and then close out games on the ground, yeah. right? And Robinson is the type of running back that wears on a defense. Guys get tired of coming in there and hitting that guy, right? You know, 220 plus 30 pounds, uh, 6'2", 4, 5 speed. They get, he, he's not easy to bring down. And and the, he was playing against a Georgia defense that had well, a Georgia team that had 15 players drafted, I think nine on defense. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, there, he's, he's just shrugging them off. So that's NFL talent that he's doing that to. He did yeah. this in the SEC. He didn't do this, you know, in the Mountain West or mm-hmm. in the FCS. So he fits in line with, I think, what their vision is, but definitely what I want their vision to be, which right. is score through the air, finish on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the pick. I, you, uh, I, I really like the pick. I, I'm, I'm glad they got this type of back. Um, home run to me. Home run, yeah. home run. Um, let's move on to round four. Percy Butler Jr., this one was another one that I didn't love, but it's it's tough to love a pick when you don't know much about the player, right? right? Um, he he had four three speed, right? So he's a safety who has a four three six speed, which is what you love if you want him as a center fielder. Um, Ron Rivera, when asked about the Buffalo nickel, brought him up. So it seems like I guess they'll figure out where he's best. Is he best mm-hmm. on the back end? Is he best in the box? Don't forget, Cam Curl can play that Buffalo nickel. And maybe Percy Butler's are strong or something like that. But um, he was a guy who who kind of consensus was being viewed as being overdrafted. Uh, I do want to read Chris Sims' tweet. Now, you know, take that for what it is worth. Uh, for, what it, for what it's worth, Chris Sims is, you know, got some interesting takes <laughs> on things. He's got a full but, uh, breakdown. I need to watch that. He said, the commander's got the best pure free safety in the NFL draft in Percy Butler. A dude has tremendous range in center field. He is very good in all areas of coverage, let alone he has three rockets up his butt and can fly. He is not all coverage. He's a very good tackler, too. Um, he sounds like a free safety. And a free safety is not a Buffalo player. Now, that's fine. That's not a problem because, again, Cam Curl can be your Buffalo. That's where he made his name his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there's more value, in my opinion, than Butler developing as a free safety, right? That's what they've been trying to fix since Sean Taylor. 
4-3 speed. He played hurt last year. Uh, last year, he had six tackles for loss, one interception, but he played hurt. And um, I think that was something that they admired about him because he still played well, but he was, you know, fighting through it and, and, and not really making much bones about it. So that's one where I, that's probably the pick I have to wait and see the most of these earlier round picks, like seventh round, obviously. But of the of the first through fifth round picks, Percy Butler is the one I need to wait and see the most because I love his speed. Trey Apke had great speed now. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But um Trayavki had great speed. But uh Percy Butler clearly has traits you can work with. And in the fourth round, that's good enough for me. Traits that you can work with. Right? First three rounds, I want production and I want immediate help. Fourth to seventh, I'm I'm cool with traits and, and guys you can work with. So I'm I'm cool with it, but it's I I, I can't say I love it because I really don't know enough about the guy. Yeah. They said he was good in special teams, right? But some he's a he's a he's a great. I forgot it. Yes, he's a very good special team or two, which there's obviously value in that. You pull up his highlights, and, and the first several clips are of him as a gunner. Well, hey, I mean, I'll take I'll take that. Um, personally, I know I know Ron is excited. Ron seems excited yeah. about him, a guy who kind of didn't get acknowledged, you know, because of injuries and because of the conference he was in. Right. Um, I I have my reservations if. My expectations for him, if he could free up Cam Curl to put Cam Curl back in that Buffalo nickel um, a little bit, you know, down the stretch, then I'll be okay with it. We, like I said, we need a free safety, but Todd, where I'm trying to, I'm trying to catch myself here is where, yeah, I'm trying to be realistic. Right, right. You know, because you got to be realistic. <laughs> how many picks? will we actually hit on? Well, you that's the I mean? thing, like, Tate. That's the thing. So- no one wants to talk about that, but. <laughs> I'm fine with having that conversation because of the top six picks, a great draft would be hitting on four of them. Yeah. And I mean, is it is it possible to hit on at least six? <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> we need to go back, honestly, some episode and look back at teams' draft classes and see kind of what a good hit rate is, what the best possible hit rate is. Six, six for six in rounds one through five, I guess it determines on, on – first of all, what you determine as a hit. And then, but I mean, to me, Percy Butler has the potential to be, hey, he's really good on special teams and that's it. And as a fourth rounder, he has to be very, very, very good on special teams. He wouldn't be a bust. There would just have probably been better players in the board that you could have Mm -hmm. gotten, right? I definitely think he has potential for that, but um, because because he kind of seems like more of a trait he pick. Also, I I don't know that he... if you ask me my opinion today, I don't think he will play a lot this year um, on defense as opposed to special teams. I think there's a chance Landon Collins comes back. If Landon Collins comes back, I think he's your Buffalo. Cam is your strong. McCain is your free. And Butler's backing uh, McCain up, right? You still have Reeves. You don't have DeShazer ever, right? Yeah, exactly. Development, which is fine for a fourth-round pick. And he's your gunner out there with 4-3 speed. Across from him is Troy Apke, also with 4-3 speed. So you're putting an emphasis on special teams, which I like because – the Redskins, Washington football team commanders have not had good special teams in a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, yeah, I don't have really, I, I, I don't really have expectations for him becoming a very good defensive player, but because some of these guys just have to not work out. Right. But 4 3 yeah, speed. My biggest thing with him is you see these, the team like these, the Ravens and the Rams and any, any good team for that matter, Steelers, they're always having a guy in the fold without having to go out to the open market and find a yeah. guy. So I'm yeah. hoping this Percy Butler, Percy Butler can be a guy a year from now, you know, show some flashes this year in special teams. But in a year from now, 
we have a big injury or we let McCain go and he can just step right in and fill in and produce just as much as McCain. So yeah. um, special teams for me this year, Ron seems to be excited about him. I think this will be a redshirt year for him. You still yeah. had uh, uh, Derek Forrest, Defoe. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. What the, the, the the significance with which Derek Forrest was fooled on that one play in the preseason, I got to be honest with you, man. I think I'm out. But all right, let's move on to the next pick, which is the one that will get the most talk, which is Sam Howe. My question is this on Sam Howe. So I was going back again. I I don't want to sound like a know-it-all. So like I'll just say the best fifth-round quarterback to be drafted in like the last 30 years and maybe ever is Mark Brunel, right? Now here's the thing, Tay. Is Sam Howell the best fifth round quarterback prospect ever? That's the question. Because Sam Howell was not supposed to be ask any and everybody, and Sam Howell was not supposed to be a fifth round pick. Came into the season potentially being a top ten pick, right? Like ended last season as one of the top players in the country. And then didn't play horribly this year. Just didn't play as well as he did his first two years. And now he's a fifth rounder in a class where all the quarterbacks slid further than people expected. Rivera didn't expect him to be there. So he is a fifth round pick, but is he the best fifth round quarterback prospect ever taken in the draft is my question. Um, And I love the potential. Like realistically, Tay, there is a very, very low percent chance that Sam Howe develops into a franchise court. There's like a 2% chance, okay? But hey, we're going to hold on to that 2% because the guy is extremely talented. And um, regardless of whether or not he works out, you had to take him. It's a great value. It's a great pick. And even if he's just a good backup, it's still a really good pick. Yeah. So that's those are my thoughts. I, I love the and, – and Sam Howell is a little – he, I thought he was all polished. He, he can be polished when he needs to, but that code can switch. That was very surprising to see. We up, though. Go ahead. Yeah, we up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't put the boys back together. Sam Howell is a pick where um, I thought they were going to go a little bit earlier, but finding him in that fifth round, I mean, this is a guy in 2020 was arguably being talked about as the number one pick. I mean, I remember yeah. you and I specifically saying, if we can get Sam Howell. Yes, yes, like we would, yes, like we would be, right. And the fact like, that we have him in the fifth round is Right, like, it's crazy. He's crazy. still, he's got, I mean, the last three years, he's 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 thrown for some of the most yards and most touchdowns in mm-hmm. all of college football. Yeah. He's got yeah. records in, what, the ACC? Yeah. So, I mean, man. And on that list is on that list is Deshaun Watson. And, 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 and Trevor Lawrence, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And it's like one other. He's in great, class. great company. Great company. So 92 touchdowns, 23 interceptions, 27 interceptions. I think, I think yeah. And like uh, 11,000 yards. Okay. I, I wanted to say 11,000, but that sounded kind of wild, but it is 11,000, right? Cause he threw for like four back to back and then mm-hmm. three this year and then mm-hmm. added 800 rushing yards. And I think 11 rushing touchdowns. Let me double check that one. But um, that's yeah, that pick. I mean, and here's my thing, Tate. Now this, this is what I believe. Okay. I don't believe in the developmental pro, uh, the, the developmental quarterback, and and this is what I mean when I say that. Kirk Cousins is the last quarterback to be drafted out. Now, when I say this, I mean outside of the first rounds. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins was the last quarterback drafted outside of the first round who did not start earlier than like way earlier than expected, and when he did start, didn't look amazing. Now he that one game he started for 
in the against the Browns in 2012, he yeah. did look good, he right? Good. Yeah. And then he he got his chance to start 2013 in end of the year and didn't look great. Got his chance to start 2014, got benched, and then 2015 really. So he's the first one to really kind of not start early, go up and down, up and down, and then just become very good. Mm-hmm. But Dak Prescott started his rookie year, not intentionally, but he did. He was good enough to. Russell Wilson won the starting job over Matt Flint. Like Derek Carr started his rookie year. Um, uh, who else is there? Uh, those are the main guys taken outside of the first round, right? Who else? I mean, Tom Brady started way earlier than expected for a sixth-round pick. And there are others. Those are the main ones. So for Sam Howell, when I say I don't believe in the development of quarterback, I am saying we should know pretty early on, based off of reports out of camp, based off of preseason, based off of whatever, that there is something there. And if not, then that means just that probably not. Because I don't believe Kirk Cousins is the only one we've really seen go from not great to becoming really good. But the rest of them, they come out the gate and they get better, but they start off way better than where they were drafted in the third Mm -hmm. or fourth round. So, yeah, that's where I stand on the – I, Jalen Hurts is kind of another one. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been great, but yeah. you know, he played his his rookie year when Carson Wentz was supposed to be the guy still, and he didn't look terrible. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah, we should know early sooner than later on on Sam Howell. And that's what I'm scared of. That's why I kind of don't want him to you, don't wanna, you don't want to. You don't want to in preseason. I kind of want to just let him like, hey, just chill, you know, just chill. yeah. I feel like he's gonna light it up with the run game. I mean, he was the number three dual threat quarterback coming out of high school when he first came out. Yeah, I heard. So oh, dual threat. I mean, yeah, dual wow, threat. <laughs> that's crazy. He's got some wheels, so, man. You, you know, so it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what what the team does with them. Um, I love the position he's in. I love the fact that you know he he said you know when he, he said he loves Carson. I mean, he looks up to those guys. Yeah, Heineke, so it doesn't seem like there'd be any conflict. Right in the quarterback room, he looks like a guy that just wants to learn. He said he wanted to be. A he said commander. he wanted to be a commander. Yeah, he said this is where he wanted to be all along. I'm like. Yeah. And Why? <laughs> Scott Turner, Ron Rivera, Marty Herney, all guys who came from Carolina. So he, I mean, I'm sure he went to Panthers. Yeah, game. right. They've been, they, they were scouting Deami Brown. Yeah. Um, they probably had the book written up on Sam Howell largely. That's what I'm saying. And uh, you give Scott uh, Zampezi, wasn't he with Baker Mayfield for a little bit? He was with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. During oh. his best year, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So look, you never know, man. You get a Sam Howell in there. And you uh, never know. I'm just sitting in the oven for a couple of years. Gotta get ideally, lucky, man. Ideally, I would love for, <laughs> for Carson Wentz to finish out his contract and then um, she doesn't see how. Like see, 23, 24. I think that if he's the one, he's playing before then because the good ones always end up playing. Tay. They always end up playing. I think if I'm he's the one, Carson Wentz being, you know, <laughs> just so, that so, much better. Yeah. Just a, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that if Hal has it, He's not sitting for long at all. Like if I won't say this it, year, but if next year, it, you may not see Carson resign. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You and the, yeah, right. Like if he has it, if if he has it, like I, I'm saying, no, we'll know. Yeah, they'll know. They'll see him in practice. You'll he'll you'll hear stuff, and you know, obviously the games are different. But I just you know, I think if he has it, it we'll know. Getting 28 million off the books. That would be fantastic. Money contract on on the cheapest, like one of the cheapest deals. Yeah, that's the dream scenario. Tay. I mean, you know, one of these days we gotta get lucky, right? One of these days we have to, like, it just has to work out for us one time, right? <laughs> so, my concerns yeah. about him is his height. I'm really yeah, concerned, but I'm hoping he could be like a Russell Wilson. Right, kind of, right, you know, definitely. That's what I'm hoping. So. Yeah, I agree. He's, you know, he's his running style. 
doesn't translate to the league in terms of putting up really good rushing numbers, but in terms of being a threat that you have to account for, it does. You can run read option with him. Mm-hmm. He can scramble. Um, I wish he was better on scramble drill. He's not terrible. I wish he was better, but yeah, to me, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis were the two really good ones on scramble drill coming out this year. But he's coming from a downfield, you know, uh, passing focused offense, North Carolina. That's what the commanders want to be here. He's got the arm for it. And so, yeah, man, that, the preseason is going to be, it'll be cool to watch. It'll be cool to watch him. It's cool having a guy as your third quarterback who, sure, the odds are low, but you still have that slim chance that maybe he could develop into something because he is not a fifth round talent. I'm not an NFL evaluator. I never will be, but he is not a fifth round talent. There's no way. So that's, what if he comes out preseason six six oh six touchdowns? <laughs> I think you still got to start Carson. I mean, yeah, obviously, but but but, the, but man, it, it won't be great for him. It won't be great for Carson because it'll be it'll be people will be talking. The best, yeah. the most popular player will always be the backup quarterback, unless Carson wins too. If he wins, people won't talk about how. If he's not winning, people will say throw the rookie out there. They were t- yeah. they were talking about throwing um who was the last. Developmental quarterback we had undrafted free agent oh, Montez Stephen Montez Monte. <laughs> let him out there like okay and he never you know looked good so that's a really good pick we can I guess move on now to the next fifth round pick so Tay they turned Jahan they turned drafting at eleven into drafting Jahan Dodson Brian Robinson Sam Howell and then Cole Turner Cole Turner is is a really exciting name six seven. Former receiver who transfers, you switch positions to tight end, has all the catch radius in the world. He's a four-seven guy, so he's not the fastest. He definitely will need to learn um, how to become a bit more prof- uh, proficient in terms of route running. But in terms of being a receiving tight end, he is that, and I think that he will be able to help you in that role. You know. Uh, leaking off the off the you know off the backside motion, um, spider two wide banana you know in the flat, some you know some situations where he's he's open by design catch and run, or if you've got him one on one against a five ten DB and you throw it up to him, I like the Cole Turner pick. They needed to add a tight end, and I I like that pick. Yeah, well, Cole Turner, I didn't really. Uh, know much about him i didn't really look i was to i was on the isaiah likely uh yeah right lonnie woods lonnie uh, woods a quonquo trey mcbride, trey McBride. Yeah. yeah so i didn't see much i mean i knew they i knew they had went out to um on the way to drake mm. london okay they yeah. went to see no, nevada uh, right. Car- carson went, strong yeah and i thought that was for carson strong and uh and they end up with Coulter. Coulter, yeah right yeah Scott likes him a lot. Mm-hmm. The big, I mean, yeah, six seven, <laughs> yeah. receiving tight end. If you watch Carson Strong just enough, you're going to be like, who's this number nineteen that he keeps throwing to? So that's where I I learned about Cole Turner not from looking up Cole Turner from watching Carson Strong, right. and just continuing to see Cole Turner with this long hair continuing to pop up on the screen and catching everything. So. It's kind of nice when you find out about guys that way, where they where they pop out, to, pop up to, or they 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 stand out to you when you weren't, uh, when they weren't the target of what you were looking for. So, I think it was a solid pick in the fifth round. 
And the fifth round, getting a solid tight end is not crazy. It's not unheard of. Yeah. I mean, you look at the best ones there. Like, I mean, George yeah, Kittle, third, fourth, fifth. Kittle was yeah. a fifth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and the thing where, where, where it's going to get scary for um, Logan Thomas is he's going to have a whole offseason yeah. to work with, with Cole Turner and, and, and Bates. Yeah. And um, Reyes. It's going to be interesting. And Reyes. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out if, if Logan Thomas can regain that spot. Right. I mean, he's recovering from a torn ACL, and uh, Carson's going to have all offseason to throw the ball to him. And if, if Carson likes him, yeah. No, I mean, because, you know, uh, Logan Thomas probably not practicing until he may not practice all offseason. So you're, so the guy, the tight ends that, that, that will be running with the ones will be John Bates and Cole Turner. So, you know, they'll get those reps early on. Um, and, and I like that. I mean, you know, you're starting the season with the second-year guy and, and a rookie, a fifth-round pick, a couple of fourth and fifth-rounders. You know, it's not ideal-ideal, but I, I'm all, I'm kind of – at tight end, I'm more okay with playing the young guys early. Tight end is not – it's great to have a really good tight end, but yeah. it's not a premier position. And you got John Bates as the blocker. you got Cole Turner as the end line. So, yeah, that that's uh, that's a solid duo they have there. And then mm-hmm. Logan Thomas hopefully can be ready to start the season so that you don't have to rely on those guys. But I think that Cole Turner has more upside than John Bates has a one. The oh, tight yeah. end one. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the, I'm looking forward to how they use him in the red zone and everything else. Too. Exactly. They get those mitch, uh, mismatches. Because 6'7", oh, yeah. man, taller than a I lot mean, of and, defensive and backs. Get him and Logan back, it's like, whoa. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, because they're similar types, similar body types, similar mm-hmm. receiving types. Um, we can kind of go through the seventh round picks real quick. I'll be honest with you, Tay, the cornerback who they draft in the seventh round, I know nothing about, so I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about him. Like and that. the offensive lineman who they drafted, he's big, he's he's massive, he's he was a tackle, he's probably going to go inside at guard. He is also a singer, <laughs> so um, he has a music video. You can look that up. Sorry, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, he's a musician, and so he he projects more to guard and guard depth. You know, these are guys who most likely practice squad candidates right you know so i don't know a whole lot about them and then his, his ras score is pretty good yeah um, yeah from what i've seen and i know we got a That's great right. guru at offensive line i like what ron's building with the offensive yes line. yes we make mention of the trey turner uh, yes, yes today he's he's really good at deve- like having people in the fold yeah like, i know we all pick on sadiq charles but i'm glad that we have a sadiq charles and have to sign someone off the street he's really good at, at, at being able to develop these guys and although they may not Matt's be going up good you know they're not they're they're, they're not feeling. bad right yeah exactly exactly they it's clear that they feel kind of like how the steelers and the packers do about wide receiver mm-hmm. like we can mm-hmm. find these guys anywhere in the draft and coach them oh, up yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of Rivera's mo and with Matsko, where hey, we don't need to spend the fifth overall pick on a guard. Right. We can take them right. wherever, right. and uh, and they can be good for us. And we're not going to pay them crazy money. We're going to just find another one and yep. <laughs> replace them. Yep. I'm cool with that. Tay. I, I'm cool with the revolving door at offensive line of guys who are performing really mm-hmm. well enough. It'd be great to have that, you know, Cowboys offensive line, but. Yeah. If if you can just give me a top sixteen, top twelve offensive lineman, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Where you're not breaking the bank on these guys, and that's right. where they are right now. I like it, like yeah. that mentality. And, and, and they have a lot of flexibility. Like a lot of guys can play different positions. Which right. in the beginning, I'm like, how are they going to do it? But now we look at that roster, and then, I mean, they got. I mean, even Ishmael. I mean, he hasn't been good, but he filled in pretty well. He I wasn't mean, he terrible. terrible. He wasn't terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Which one was it? He struggled more in. 
uh, he was he was he was not bad and i think pass pro no yeah and pass pro run blocking was i think where he struggled yeah, more he's terrible right okay so yeah pa- pass pro he was able to hold his own a bit better run blocking i'm like 90 percent sure i'm getting that wrong yeah. so um so yeah the I, thing I, with that, that's, that's end game experience so like next year if that yeah. same situation occurs he's able to fill in and we won't be i mean i mean like oh yeah. we don't have our starting center but, yeah I mean, we'll have a guy that just can fill in. Like all, yeah. all last year, that's what that was the theme. People right. just filling in, filling in. Yep, next man up. Doing what they needed to do, and and what they were doing with what they had, being you know so deep on their depth at offensive line, they still weren't a terrible offensive line. They were still right. you know they were not the reason the team was struggling could win games. Right. Um, and then on a similar note, they want I think they want guys who can move. You look, Tay, they were really really struggled and have struggled getting the screen game going yeah. here. And I think if you go back and you watch, and obviously, you know, I'm not the biggest Brandon Chair fan, but this is not biased. He was really not good, at least last year, out in space, getting to the second level on screens and blocking guys. And I think it was kind of the same thing on the other side with Flowers, where you liked what he presented, but but when you needed him to move out in space on like a screen, they really had a lot of trouble getting those screens to go. Tay, like they, that 73-yard one to Gibson was one of the few like running back screens that really, really worked. And I think what they wanted in Norwell and Turner, I think what they're looking for in guys like Chris Paul, who ran a four, eight, who ran a four, eight, nine. Was that Paul or Fedarian Mathis? Let me look that up real quick. So, but yeah, I think they, they are looking for more athleticism and guys who can, um, who can get out in space on the offensive line. So let me pull this up real quick. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Chris Paul, man. Let me, I know Mathis ran a four eight two four eight nine four eight four eight nine. Mathis, okay, yeah. that, was that at his? Uh, I guess that was at his pro day. I look up. I can't just look up Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get, type in Chris Paul Commanders. Um, was he even at the combine? Let's see. I got. I got. I'll, I'll find that. I. But there's there's athleticism there. Oh yes, he did. I knew I wasn't tripping. Tate, three hundred twenty three pounds ran a four four eight nine. Wow. wow! So that athleticism he is can real. Into a good, I mean, he can develop to it. And yeah, a, finding a solid guard in the seventh is not crazy. So like for me, yeah, it's like there's certain positions I'm targeting in those later rounds where there's a higher hit rate. Like right. quarterback in the sixth and seventh, guaranteed, you're not gonna right. find a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You'd have to find Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But a guard, oh, there's a decent chance you can find mm-hmm. a a good. Not great, not all pro, not pro bowler, but a good starting cheap guard for you for, for a number of years. So right. solid pick. Um and check out his music video. Yeah. That's what I that's what I've got, Tay, on the draft class just as an overview. I would give it a B plus. I would give it a B plus. Yeah, I, I would give it a B. Okay. B. Uh, I want to give it a B. I'm surprised I like it more than you this. Yeah, I want to give it an A, but uh-huh. I, I'm gonna give it a B for now. Um, I'm excited for this preseason because we have so many young talent, so much yeah. young talent. Right, like, exactly. It's, it's going to be so cool. Like I can literally watch the whole game now. You know. Yeah, yeah, game, exactly. Game. Right. You guys that I can actually root for. You know. Yeah. So, like right. Sam Howe is going to be awesome. Oh yeah, so, people are going to tune in more in the fourth quarter than they did in the first quarter. Him and Diami is going to be cool. You know, I'm hoping right. we can get that connection back. You know, right. so I'm, I'm excited, man. This is I'm just glad we don't have to go into the season next year with uh, uh what's his name uh against Philly. If if we Gar- were to get G- Garrett Gilbert, 
Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> just like a player where you just know. You just know it's like there's nothing there. There's nothing there. And, you know, your right. third-string quarterback is usually that. But it's nice right. having someone we want to watch, right? And yeah. just I, I told you, I told you this. Now this is dreaming. Now I'm, I'm, and I'm not usually the optimist. I don't think I'm a pessimist. I think I'm a realist, hey. But I'm just gonna dream here for a second. Imagine if Sam Howell was your lottery ticket that you finally want. All right, Cole Turner develops into a, a good tight end. Jahan Dotson develops into a good receiver. Robinson becomes your bruiser back, and then with Terry McLaurin and this, you know, a good offensive line, you have a young core. Of offensive weapons, just imagine really? that. Yeah, and if you, if you, if that, if this draft class was the one that brought all that, just imagine how amazing that would be. Now that's a dream. I don't think that happens. It's it's not likely, but just imagine if it did. Imagine if Sam Howell just came out just really looking good, and and God forbid Carson Wentz, you know, anything, whatever. But imagine if Sam Howell is forced to play and comes in and. Hey, this kid's looking good. You know, that would be amazing. So I want Carson Wentz to start all season. If he starts all season, that means he's playing pretty well, and they should be able to win at least nine games, ten games, and be in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Sam Howell play. Yeah, see, I, I just want, like I said, I, I want him. I want. We never like stuff like this would never happen to us. No, I'm just, I'm just hoping that. Right. We have our guy already on the roster. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe it's because we're the commanders now. Yeah, I'm hoping, man, because <laughs> that never happens. A guy falls, you know, that should not be there. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, like I said, that, that fifth round contract, if we could, if if they see, like, if we hear reports in rookie mini, I want to hear reports rookie mini can. <laughs> I heard someone say today, it was yesterday, I was watching something. I think it was ESPN. And there, I think it was during the draft. And they said that how he improved from the end of the season to the combine. Mm, yeah, yeah. And how was he was it working Lewis, on the deep ball. Louis yes. Riddick, I think. Louis yes. Riddick. And that showed me right there, like, this guy, he, he's going to do everything he can. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I'm excited to see him play. It's a solid. They clearly they favored the offense more heavily, which is what I wanted. They added weapons at all the skill positions on offense, which is what I wanted, um, and depth at quarterback. So. All in all, I'll give the draft a B plus. If Fedarian Mathis, really, he's the one. Percy Butler, I don't really, you know. Yeah. I, but if, if Fedarian Mathis becomes a really good defensive tackle for you, then I think you really nailed this class, assuming everyone else kind of fills in where they're supposed to. So right. that's how I feel, Tay. Right. I'm just ready for the schedule drop now. and then Yeah, uh, 10 days. 10 days till the schedule drop. pictures of the guys at OTAs. And, <clears throat> yeah, minicamp, OTAs. It's kind of going to happen fast, and then – you're gonna have rookie mini camp. You're gonna have OTAs. You're gonna have mini camp, and then mm-hmm. let me see if I can find the dates for that. Um, and then you'll get that really that that once mini camp ends, which probably is towards early June. June. Yeah. You'll have like a, a close to a two month period where we're we're just kind of twiddling our thumbs, coming up with stuff. So here it is. Um, OTAs May 23rd to the 26th, uh, May 31st to June 2nd, June 6th to June 8th, mandatory minicamp June 14th to 16th. So really about six weeks mm-hmm. between the mandatory minicamp and the actual minicamp starting. Um, they don't have rookie minicamp on here, but rookie minicamp is probably... They haven't announced it yet. Okay, but it's going to be real soon, like yeah, within I'm the sorry. next 
couple weeks, I'm sure. That usually happens pretty fast. So definitely before May 23rd. I would think rookie minicamp will be next week. So Yeah, and they, and they got their back. I mean, Howell's going to have a blast at rookie minicamp. He got his running back. He got his tight end. He got his first-round pick receiver. He right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited, Tay. Uh, nothing really that happened in this draft moved the needle for me in terms of my expectations this year, winning or losing. I, I still... Really, I'm expecting at least nine wins yeah. because of the schedule, because of just what they have. They should be able – well, I'll say I'm not expecting. I, they should absolutely win at least nine games. Yeah. Um, that is that is less than that failure. They should be good enough. And considering the, the significance with how their difficulty of their schedule has changed, they should be able to win nine games. Um, and if these rookies, if, if two, three, four of these rookies come in and make an immediate impact, absolutely. Because you look yeah. at it, Tay, and the good teams, the rookies come in and they, they, they get off the ground, uh, get on the ground, start running. So yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, this, this, it didn't move from nine wins to me. I think it just solidified it. Okay, nine, okay. Feel know, better about it. But, yeah, but if our draft class next year produces, Along with this, you might yeah. be in. You might be in. You might have something. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to get this 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 show started. We're almost there. May, June, July, August, and then September. Yeah, man. May, June, July. Honestly, once once training camp starts, I am like, I'm I'm not like I'm good. Like I have enough to hold me over. So it's May, June, and July. Three months to get us through. Cool. Cool. We can do this. It's kind of going by faster than usual, is it, is. it not? It is. Okay, okay, all right. Because last year, fast. Last year felt really slow. This year, feels like okay. We're kind of we got to the draft kind of fast. Yeah. Okay, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Time to time to start scouting next year's. Nah. <laughs> now is now is the time where you go back and you watch every game from last yeah. year. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Great talking to you as always, Tay. We will check in again with more episodes later this week. And as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. This is Todd. This is Tay. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.